Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kampfer. Let's listen in. There are many instances in our prayers where we repeat phrases, paragraphs, or whole sections. What is the significance of repetition in prayer? In Parshat Vayikra, God calls to Moshe, Vayikra, and then speaks to him, Vayidaber. Why does God use two different verbs to begin speaking to Moshe? A midrash on Vayikra 1.1 connects this pattern of God calling Moshe before speaking to the moment of the burning bush, Exodus 3.4, where God calls, Vayikra, and then speaks, Vayomer. Quote, What is the proof in the Torah that all of God's calls to Moshe began with Moshe, Moshe? Because it says, God called to him from the bush and said, Moshe, Moshe, Exodus 3.4. The Torah didn't need to write and said since it already said God called. So why did the Torah add and said to teach that every time God called to Moshe, it began Moshe, Moshe, Sifra 1.1. The Midrash concludes that just as God called Moshe at the burning bush by doubling his name, Moshe Moshe, so too, every time God spoke to Moshe, including in the opening of Vayikra, God doubled his name. What is the force of God's doubling Moshe's name? Our Midrashic tradition offers a few possibilities. The first is a comment about Moshe's character. Quote, Moshe Moshe, he is Moshe before God spoke to him? And he is Moshe after God spoke to him. Sifra 1.1 In this understanding, the repetition of Moshe's name is meant to tell us something about Moshe's constancy. Moshe's name did not change even after God revealed God's self to him. One could have imagined that Moshe would be fundamentally altered by the encounter with God. But in reality, the essence of Moshe remained the same before and after God spoke to him. In our quest for connection to God through prayer and other means, we might imagine that we will fundamentally change as a person as a result of that interaction. Perhaps God's revelation would mean we forget our old character and identity completely and become someone entirely new. But this approach sees the goal of the encounter with God to become more fully our existing self. Moshe remains Moshe. In one sense, this might seem disappointing. Isn't a divine encounter meant to alter us entirely, to change the very essence of our being? At the same time, there's something comforting in this aspect of the connection. God is not looking to entirely reform us into a new being. Rather, God is looking to deepen the traits already existing within us. In the case of Moshe, God never changes his name. He literally remains Moshe throughout his life. But many other biblical figures emerge from a divine encounter with a new name, such as Avram becoming Avraham. Perhaps those are examples of a change in character as a result of talking with God. And yet, there is a tradition that even when Avram's name was changed to Avraham, he remained true to his original identity. Using the same language as the Midrash above with Moshe, a different Midrash reports, He is Avram before God spoke to him, and he is Avram after God spoke with him. Tosef Tebrachot 1.14 Even though Avram's relationship to the people of the world changes with the addition of the letter to his name, 
His relationship to himself and his core values, such as justice, remains constant. This constancy is not only about the people who connect to God, but also God, God's self. Another Midrash uses similar language when God's name is repeated in the recitation of the 13 attributes. Quote, Hashem, Hashem, Exodus 34, 6. I am God before a person sins, and I am God after a person sins and does tshuva. Bavli Rosh Hashanah 17b. In this view of God, God does not become fundamentally wrathful as a result of our sins. In other words, God isn't altered by our behavior. Rather, God is constant in being a gracious and merciful God. These Midrashic traditions emphasize that the point of the divine human encounter is not to change the fundamental nature of one or both of the parties, but instead to remind each to stay true to their essence. It is that essence which forms the basis for the encounter in the first place, and is not meant to be radically altered as a result of the dialogue. Deepening one's essence and returning to it more faithfully is a very different outcome than rewriting it and completely changing. God wants us to be the best versions of ourselves, not people other than who we are, and we want the same for God. The Midrash offers a second understanding of the phrase Moshe Moshe. Quote, Moshe Moshe, this is the language of love and the language of urgency. Sifra 1.1. In this view, when God repeats Moshe's name, God is using repetition in a relational manner. One possibility is that the repetition expresses love, chiba. God isn't satisfied by speaking Moshe's name only once. Like a lover who relishes reciting the beloved's name over and over again, God says Moshe Moshe because God loves Moshe. In addition, God may be reciting Moshe's name over and over again because there is an urgency, zeruz, to the message God wants to share. The repetition is a way of getting Moshe's attention and making him understand that what is coming next is critical to listen to and act upon. This understanding of the meaning of repetition might help with certain moments of our traditional prayers in which we repeat lines or concepts over and over. Over the years, I have wondered why certain phrases in our prayers must be repeated, either entire prayers, such as the Amidah, or phrases that are similar, such as the praise words in the Kaddish, or even the 13 attributes themselves, which are repeated multiple times in Slichot and Yom Kippur. What is the point of saying these words over and over again? In light of this exploration of repeating Moshe's name, perhaps we can look at repetition in a different way. Repeating words, and especially names, comes with a certain sense of intimacy and purpose. When I say my beloved's name over and over, I am deepening that relation in an intense manner. My beloved may need to feel seen and desired, and repeating their name helps convey that feeling. Similarly, when we call out using God's name over and over again, we are deepening that sense of connection and relationship, Lashon Chiba. And when we feel a certain sense of urgency to our words, we repeat them to make sure they are heard, Lashon Zeruz. One ancient example of repeating words in prayer is in the recitation of Psalm 118, the height of Hallel. The Mishnah already notes that there was a practice to repeat the words of this psalm. Mishnah Sukkah 3.11. 
Rashi explains that much of Psalm 118 is already comprised of certain repeating phrases, verses 1 through 20, so we're just doubling the remaining phrases, verses 21 through 29, to have the experience of the entire psalm as a performed repetition. This psalm and its recitation with repetition becomes an ode to our love of God and all that God has done for us. The deepest relationships in the Tanakh between a person and God include a moment in which God calls out to the person by doubling their name. This indicates that God is looking to connect, not to fundamentally change them, but to deepen already existing aspects of their character. In this view, our repeating of God's name is also meant to emphasize how God's mercy is constant, ultimately faithful despite the inconsistencies in our behavior. The repeating of names is also an indication of an emotional state, a state of love and a sense of urgency. Our repeated prayers, mirroring God's repeated callings to Moshe, give expression to those emotions. And through these repetitions, our connection to God deepens. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.